Hello, everyone, and welcome to the interview show right here on Brands Tech. I hope that everyone's been doing well and staying safe. So in today's episode, I'm speaking to my great guest for today, Tejan, and having a conversation about television and how it's really been progressing over the pandemic and his thoughts about this. And I really can't wait for you all to listen to this one. We'll begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the interview show here on Brandstack. I hope that everyone has been doing well. So, so for today's podcast, I have my guest, Tejan, joining me. Well, hello to anyone on this podcast listening. Yeah, it is great having you here. I'm going to start off by first asking, how are you today? I'm fine, pretty much. So That is good to hear. And so our topic for today is essentially like changing television and like television during the pandemic and like the modern form of television really so first of all i know that you are very knowledgeable in television and so like for you when the when the covid19 pandemic like truly like hit here in the u.s in march 2020 you know we noticed a trend that you know a lot of these major productions had to shut down early like in order to maintain safety you know and health of everyone involved and so maybe they may have been able to wrap up you know an episode or two but you know most of them weren't able to finish like the season whether it's just one episode shy or some for some of them even half a season so what were your kind of thoughts when that was first happening i was kind of like shocked but i was honestly kind of depressed because I did not want to see a lot of TV go away. Because we didn't even have a lot of backup. Everybody was kind of finishing stuff out or about to start something. We weren't really, we weren't in like, we weren't in the production median really. Yeah. Like everybody was either, you're going to finish a season, finish a show, or start a season, or start a show. That's the kind of level we were in. We were right in that bridge between having a show or not having a show, not really anybody being stopped. But since the fall, it hasn't really been the same it's different but it's not as enjoyable yeah and so like i know like there's quite a bit of of shows that came out where it was just like one or two episodes that were just like missing like but but it's like some of these shows didn't even return afterwards and so and so like were you like watching any shows that maybe didn't return and never got that true series finale like and just sort of just ended like maybe even on a cliffhanger like how was that for you like do you think most of them were able to at least get some sort of like proper ending to them none of the shows i watch really cliff hanged honestly they just got canceled and when shows get canceled i don't really i'm not really that kind of person who goes around making a petition like save this show like this can't happen i just move on and just go to the next thing it obviously wasn't popular it didn't appeal to the masses so you just gotta move on yeah that makes sense i know like you know, some shows I feel as as if, like, you know, should have had, like, another season or at least, like, a few more episodes to wrap it up. But I know, like I said, like I said I'm not also one to, you know, just go out, like, you know, save this show. Because there's quite a bit of shows that I really wish probably could have had more. But for the most part, I've, I've been pretty satisfied with the endings to most shows. Some I wish, you know, could have had, like I said, longer. But, you know, there's not much that we can do per se on our own at least for for that case of trying to save a show and so 
both before like both during the pandemic and right beforehand we had quite a bit of shows that ended or were being canceled or were already in the process of ending and so how do you think that left us like like you know going forward with yeah i guess at the time trying to figure out what are you going to do for for the fall like are there even going to be shows i mean i was terrified honestly i did not think we were gonna get back so early. So when we got so when some some shows said they were going right back into production, I was like, I hope they're following protocols and nobody's getting sick and everything. But I did not want to I didn't my TV was not important enough for people to risk their lives. Yeah. Like we could have waited. I mean, honestly, I watch a lot of animation, so and they were they were fine. There was nothing wrong with them, they were still going along, like business is normal, business had to work from home. I just found it funny, like have half the actors always saying like we have to do our voices from a closet, and we have to, some of us got kids, and we got to tell them to be quiet and stuff, and we're trying to get them line. I mean, I found that funny, but otherwise, a lot of the TV that's come back anyways, it's not the same. It's not, it's not, it's not the same as it was before. Even if they ripped COVID into it, it's like the magic isn't there anymore. It was like, suddenly, I'm, I'm like, I, us, I usually am not a fan of change, but it's like, I don't even want this kind of change. Yeah. That's definitely something to to think about. I mean, yeah, especially for for a lot of shows like you know, like sitcoms and comedies, it's like you know, even though whether or not they wrote COVID into it or not, it's like you're not able to be the same way that you were before. It's like you have to be very cautious about it and like ensuring everyone's safe health and safety. And yeah, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. You you need to do your best to stay you know, to stay safe, but it's like you're no longer able to, you know, to do a lot of those things and be as comfortable. And so a lot of shows, like, you can tell the dynamic difference between it, you know, aside from, you know, interesting camera angles to make people seem closer than what they are. No, I get, I get that. It's like, it was like, it's just this weird and nostalgic era you didn't realize you were in. Like, we were watching half your shows, and then, like, now that COVID is kind of here to disrupt it, and some things have come to light that you didn't realize about some people. It's like reality is giving you a really great slap in the face. Like, now suddenly everything isn't all rainbows or just black and white. It's like this really, this gray area. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, and I know you mentioned how, like, some shows write covid into it and so do you think if you watch any of them do you think that they've done a good a good job with displaying how it is in like the covid 19 atmosphere or do you feel like it's not realistic or what are your thoughts some do but you know what's hilarious honestly doctor shows they just got a whole year off the season is gonna write itself for like a long minute yeah they don't even have to think about plots. All they have to do is just write COVID, COVID, COVID for like 22 episodes and call it a, call it a, um, call it a night. I mean, that is funny. I mean, that is a really, it's a real medical issue that they just got a whole break from actually having to have original ideas. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of shows, shows that have really tackled the pandemic. Because, um... I never actually got around to finishing The Good Doctor. I probably won't. So uh, I know Grey's Anatomy did it. I I didn't watch that either. Um, Blackish did a good message in the first episode, but I get that you're trying to go back to normal, but you just can't. You can't bounce right back to what we used to do. We're gonna have to when this all ends because I know the vaccine is like kind of out and about. 
first dose and everything, but when we go back to some kind of normal, we're not gonna be the same as we used to before. Some things are just gonna be different. And even then, that won't even be a normal. That'll just be like temporary until the next thing goes. Yeah. And yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed, like with some of these shows tackling the COVID-19 pandemic is that it's like we've gone, it's like they've gone back to normal before we did. And it's like, I feel like the shows are generally supposed to be made to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling the showrunners like how to make their shows, but you know, usually most shows try like in that genre, try to be realistic to us and, you know, let you display how real life is. But like I said, some of these shows, like, they're already going back to normal. They're already going back to work without, you know, masks and different stuff like that. But they're still supposedly taking place in present day. And so I find it, I find it odd that, you know, that the restrictions for them have already lifted, you know, it's like before we do. And so it's like it almost, I don't know, it's like as a viewer, it just feels a little odd, I guess, to... To see that, like, we're back to normal, but it's supposed to be, like, within the same time, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so, for instance, how you said, like, new normal. Okay, so on Showtime, I'm watching Shameless, and since they're currently, their final season wasn't supposed to have COVID written into it. Now it has to, because, well, now it is. Yeah. But it's funny is, for most of them, their scenes, when they're out and about, they haven't returned to a new, we're three episodes in the season, and they still haven't returned to like quote unquote new normal yet. Everybody still wear a mask outside. Like the dialogue is actually fine when they're the characters are wearing masks. The only time they're not really wearing masks is when they're inside like the home. Otherwise, people are saying mask up, like put the stuff on. That's good at least that they are that you know that they're working with this. Yeah, you know, with the current time period that we're in, at least at the time of recording this. You know, if anything's changed since then, of course you know we wouldn't know. But but yeah, it's. It's interesting to see like how each show is tackling it because I mean not everyone is going to go towards the same angle. You know, different shows that have different, you know, types of dynamics are going to do, you know, going to do it differently. But yeah, and so, and so going into the, you know, well we're in the 2020-2021, you know, television cycle, and so like we've seen like. A lot of show like the types of shows change and so what have you noticed about like the types of shows that are coming on this season like whether they're like sitcoms or game shows or whatever like what do you see anything that's like drastically like change since the last the previous cycle what i've noticed is we're about to get a huge tidal wave of unscripted television that's one thing i've noticed i didn't notice it for children's television well, okay, I'm going to put it in terms like this. Cartoon Network is already all animation, so they're going to keep going as usual. Nickelodeon, however, is doing a lot of their programming unscripted. They're giving more kids unscripted television, like more like the kids are doing video cam shows and stuff from home. Wow. I did notice how the series Danger Force is returning back to work. They did a quarantine episode early on, but they're, the actors are back to work. I mean, like, I'm kind of worried for them, but I hope they're okay because, like, um, four of the four of the protagonists are children, so. Yeah. But um, what else? Because not everybody's doing it. I seen the Apple TV Plus series Mythic Quest. They did a good quarantine episode, and they got a good review for it. 
which actually they described it in a good term. They managed to have an adventure and talk about the pandemic in a positive manner, That's including good. like all the anxiety you can feel like from being by yourself sometimes. Wow. And so do you like for you and television, do you like it like when these when these shows or different productions like are able to like still incorporate like these positive messages just just overall like within television be able to give these messages throughout the storylines you know whether it's like right a right in your face one or one where it's just like a subtle message like what are your thoughts i mean i'm fine with a positive message i just don't want it to lie i don't want you to lie and pacify the audience that's the last thing i want you to do that and that's just insulting even people who don't understand it because i mean it's okay to have a moral and sometimes go back to the status quo but don't make this whole thing like it's so, like everything's all the way back to normal as if something happened if nothing happened because it just it doesn't help for like the audience itself mm -hmm. like i'm growing to stop watching like the simpsons or family guy because i'm getting tired of the old status quo this has been happening for too long and it's like i'm too tired to keep coming back to the same old same old like nothing nothing better or different is happening it's just the same thing again it was really just spam to like go to sleep to mm. I mean, I've cut a lot of my television lists out lately. I mean, besides anything that's stopped because of the pandemic, a lot of modern television I'm not going to watch anymore. I've really been in this cycle of watching more of my, like, I got Disney Plus, so I'm watching a lot more reruns and stuff for, like, stuff from my childhood, seeing how that seeing how that rolls up. It's like, I was, uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if most people will get this, like, if they listen to a podcast. I was one of those kids without cable growing up, so whatever was a Saturday morning show or like educationally, it's kind of what I was on. So I didn't really get a lot of TV TV till I was like maybe fourth, fifth grade-ish. Wow. And so I know like how you just mentioned like streaming and stuff. So how do you believe that streaming services have like, I guess, profited and changed like through, you know, through this pandemic time? Like, do you think that they've truly like seen like great numbers because we still have the issue of the content where you know there's not as much you know new content because it would have to have been pre-made or made with precautions you know for those later on but do you think the streaming services fared better than linear television streaming services are like opinions everybody has one at this point but what's getting on my nerves everybody is adding a plus to their um, to their brand name Disney Plus did it first, so they have all rights to saying that. But now you got Apple TV Plus and um, Discovery Plus. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I know CBS All Access is turning out and turning into Paramount Plus. Everybody just keeps adding Plus to everything. Like, now it just doesn't even feel special anymore. But, I mean, all these networks are starting to merge with each other and, like, get pro um, properties betwixt each other, like, who gets what. Because we're, like, the big giants right now. You got... You don't really have Hulu. Hulu's like on demand for people at this point. Yeah. You got Netflix, you got HBO Max, especially with their recent announcement that all of their movies for 2021 are going to be in both theaters and the app at the same time without an extra payment, which made them better than Disney for that. Uh, let me see. You got you got Discovery supposed to come out. You got Peacock, but I'm not going to pay for that. I, I'm not going to do it. There's, there's something I got there. Yeah, I feel like Hulu and Peacock are almost like on the same, like on the same level of primarily video on demand, like in the sense of the way that they are created and, you know, publicized. 
Yeah, but Peacock makes you pay more for I don't know why. They make you pay more, but they're they some like a no ad plan, but there's still gonna be ads. I'm like them huh. that just feels like you're lying to me. That's interesting. And I know because at least NBC, you know, since they previous well, they currently still own a portion of Hulu and they're now a silent partner, but but yeah, but now that they have Peacock that a lot of their content is shared. And so streaming services like, well, the streaming service Hulu is actually going to begin losing content over the next several years to, you know, competing services such as Peacock and HBO Max, because their owners, you know, used to, used to, or still are, you know, the owners of Hulu. So do you see Hulu, like, like, where do you see the future of Hulu being, you know, with all of the... I guess content shifts and shuffles over the past year, year and a half or so. It'll be okay because everybody needs on demand and everybody loves reruns. So, sorry, it's gotta give me a sec here. Everybody loves reruns and junk. So, where I see it is, it'll be okay for most people because I mean, I'm gonna come back to it at some point. Disney can keep it afloat because it's always originals. Nobody ever talks about how positive. Nobody ever talks about how positive um, the, um, the originals for Hulu are. I mean, nobody ever talks about them, but they're, like, so good. But everybody talks about Netflix originals, but they're not that good. Some are, some aren't. And I was like, you're missing out on a lot if you're not seeing a Hulu original. Because, like, I saw the show Love, Victor, and I'm like, I'm waiting for that to come back. So, but um, any any day now, I know they're filming, so. um, But what I've seen is, I've seen what Disney and Hulu are doing. Disney is making a lot more of their family-friendly content and shoving it on Disney Plus, and then more of their adult-oriented content and just goes dumped on Hulu. And then they have to deal with FX, where they have the FX on Hulu tab, where you can watch like full seasons of certain shows like Archer, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, What We Do in the Shadows, stuff like that. Yeah. So with with Disney's strategy, you know, with having you know the Disney Plus side. The Disney Plus, Hulu, and even like their ESPN Plus. What do you find anything like interesting with the way that they're aiming like free streaming services as opposed to like the one from everyone else? I got to tell you, that bundle was a really smart hit mm. for only. I'm gonna assume twelve ninety nine because I'm pretty sure that was a plot point. That's with ads and everything at the lowest. Because it was funny when Hulu pitched that Black Friday deal for one ninety nine for a whole year. I was like, wow, and they just let me sit here and pay a no ad playing this whole time. But um, for $12.99 for all that content, that is a pretty good deal you're getting. But what Disney Plus amazes me at is they have all these networks and such and all these properties for only $6.99 a month. And they don't upcharge. They can't upcharge any further because they're, they're already no ad. But Netflix doesn't have a lot of properties when it's already taking half of some properties that it doesn't even own barely had the streaming rights to, but they're raising the prices from, I'm pretty sure it used to be $7.99 to some point. Now people are saying they're paying like $15 a month for it now. Wow. And yeah, and to answer your question, the bundle, at least as of right now, at the time of recording, it is still $12.99. But yeah, it, it's interesting. But yeah, but as far as like the way that the streaming services are going, you know, because almost everyone now has a streaming service, do you... Yeah, it's like we no longer have like a lot of variety in, you know, whose content is from what. Like stuff on Disney Plus and Hulu are most likely just from, you know, Disney and Fox produced. 
you know, the stuff on Paramount is probably going to be from, you know, Paramount and... Um, Viacom CBS. Yes. So, okay, so Netflix is with Viacom right now. That's where half uh, some of the properties are going to. Yes. So you got Disney and Hulu, Team Disney, and you got HBO Max. Okay, you got Paramount Plus and Netflix under the Viacom CBS distribution. Yes. You got Disney and Hulu and Fox all under the Disney distribution. And then you got HBO Max kind of on its own under the Warner Brothers area. Yeah. Kind of like the like kind of like the big kind of like the big three right now. I mean you can always say Apple TV Plus, but they're too their shows look too like I don't know, like too superior, but they don't have a lot of content coming out right now. I feel like But they don't have a, like a lot of brand recognition. Yeah. I feel like almost like with the plus the pluses, the Disney Plus, the what we know about Paramount Plus and the Apple TV Plus, yeah, Apple TV Plus, is that it feels almost a little bit like a walled garden in the sense that it primarily is just its own content. Like, in the sense that Disney Plus primarily, you know, like I said, with, with the exception of some Fox stuff and maybe like another production here and there, everything on Disney Plus is made by Disney. Everything on almost everything on uh, Apple TV Plus is essentially original content. You know, Paramount Plus essentially, you know, everything from Viacom CBS. And uh, meanwhile, like stuff like Hulu and, and like other smaller streaming services, like are more so like open to other, was it, other studios. But even then it's almost like becoming like a, like a game of streaming wars almost. Yeah, but what I appreciate the most, honestly, about HBO Max is the pricing is about the same as Netflix, but, and I cannot really make this but any more clear, if you have cable login, it already comes with your bill, so you don't yeah. have to pay any more. Yeah, and and I think I've you know, discussed somewhere <laughs> earlier is that like with the different streaming services, it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see like as far as movies, like what becomes of the movies, like because you know, it's it's not safe to to you know go to movie theaters and everything right now. Yeah, as we all know, but yeah, you know, with them all going to the streaming services, yeah, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see yeah, you know, if if people still want to be able to see it. In the movie theater, I'm I'm aware it's a different experience overall, but yeah, but just because it's more convenient for you to to see it like whenever you want, as long as you subscribe to a certain service, and you know you don't have to pay like per person, you know you just pay f for the service. Yeah, but what I okay, so it's funny when you think about it that Hulu and Peacock are one of the only ones who are really doing ad supported services. Yeah. Everybody else is like just without commercials. I'm like, why are you making separate plans? This if people can't handle the money, then they don't need to be getting the service. Mm. Well, I feel like a part of it is because like with the ads, like you know, you are able to like make it cheaper because I mean, in all honesty, a lot of the content for both Hulu and Peacock, at like I said, at least now is is for the most part like essentially like regurgitating some of the content from the linear networks like the cable networks and the 
broadcast networks, you know, in addition to its own original content, because it can be very, you know, like very, I guess, connected with the current times. Like if a show's on ABC today, it might be on Hulu tomorrow. Same with the way Peacock works in a similar manner. But, but yeah, but with having it ad supported because, you know, you normally can get to most of these broadcast networks with antennas that are paid with commercials. It's like the services are almost like the closest thing that you can get to linear TV while still on a streaming network. No, 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 I would get that, though. I mean, I don't want to, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know how to put this, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to skip past it. What I do appreciate, though, is for a lot of content, all you have to do is just get the low, low price of your credit or debit card or gift card or whatever you got. Versus when you have to buy cable, you have to pay for all these extra extremities and amenities. Yeah. Like you got to do the installment and payment plans and stuff like that. I'm like, no, all that, all I got to do for streaming is just give them a card and that's it. That's my bill every month. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, and then that you can also cancel any time for the most part. Yeah, and then they're not like gonna sit here and keep um, hounding you on the phone for like pay your bill, pay your bill, or we're gonna mess with your credit. Yeah, because, I mean, for the services, I mean, in a theoretical sense, I mean, if you only watch one show on Netflix and it comes on once a year, you only have to, like, buy a gift card or something for, like, that one time and then cancel it right afterwards well, or it's just going to run out. So, you yeah, you don't have to continuously charge stuff. You know, putting you in demand of what you are consuming as a, you know, well, consumer. Yeah, but what I honestly feel guilty about is I just realized this. We left out one of the biggest networks that isn't really like a big network, but it really should be. Amazon Prime, Prime Video. I forgot yes. about all those. I totally forgot about the people who I get two-day shipping from that they make their own original content. Some of it is good. Some of it is eh. I don't go over there a lot, but... I mean, I did like that show... Um. Utopia, no, it, no, not Utopia Afterlife. I, I didn't see. I never saw Utopia because that was made by Greg Daniels, but that wasn't really why I saw it. My only critical my only, um, criticism about that was like you had to pay for Afterlife or actually go to like real whatever it's supposed Afterlife. But um, that's like a, that's not like a whole different conversation. But oh, like I forgot about Prime Video. I mean, they have some original content, but they're not like. People aren't thinking about them that much because there's nothing there. You you think of Amazon, you think of online shopping, so you don't think of alternate streaming service. Yeah, but it's like with Amazon, I feel as if, you know, with a lot of their content that even stuff from like other streaming services, it's like even though it's not included, you can still essentially buy it to watch, which I find really interesting and also like very helpful for those who watch it. I mean, for me, I, I don't purchase things on Amazon for the most part, like, like, I mean, in terms of like video content, but a lot of the stuff it's there. So it's convenient, at least for those who are willing to pay for it. I mean, I guess, I guess so, but I would just take the prime membership. I mean, you have no idea how much that comes in handy, especially during this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad my Amazon prime is included in my cell phone plan. Cause I was like, I can't go to the store. It's not safe for me to go to the store anyways. Let me just, let me just order online. But I mean, if I were to, if I were to say what's one of the best um, streaming networks to watch during the pandemic, somewhere between grabbing a Hulu 
a Netflix and an HBO Max combo. Hmm. You can take Disney Plus, but that's mostly just nostalgia, unless you're one of, like watching the originals, like um, like the Mandalorian or something. Yeah, but I would say get that combo right there because you got the on demand of Hulu, the popularity of Netflix. And then, like, a huge library of HBO. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely, like, a great combination. And, you know, there actually is, um, before we go ahead and, you know, get closer to wrapping this up, there is actually a combination that you can get where you can get HBO Max as an add-on to Hulu. Yeah, I know that one. I just don't get why they can't. Well, I know because my cable provider can't really combine all of that. Yeah. That's why I kind of get to my nerves because, like, my mom thinks, like, she's probably not. Like she ends up having a stars or a showtime add-on because like we don't she doesn't get it like i don't get it either like why do they keep adding that on as a plan because like i'm paying for the hulu and i was like why did they keep adding on stars and showtime we already have that with our cable so i don't know yeah. why they keep adding it on as a separate bill but we can't add it on it's actually part of the add-on huh i'm not i am overthinking it but either way it's like it's a it's okay for what it is yeah we'll be right back in just a moment stay tuned All right, so Tejan, so for our final like comment before we close out this podcast episode, is there any like last thoughts or um, thoughts, comments, or questions that you really have, like whether for me or for this topic, the viewers, anything? If I anything have to say, it's honestly, we're just got to see what TV has in store for us. I can't predict the future at any point. I've kind of grown to stop like trying to measure out and write down every little detail and every minute for them to prepare for my life. Yeah. Because I've just gone to like, sometimes I just like go with the wind. I just let whatever maybe maybe. So hopefully we just um, have better television based on what's happened this entire year. And I would just recommend going to some of the streaming services I just said, because you are going to have, you're going to make it, you can make it after, you don't have to be obsessed with it, but you can make an afternoon out of it. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many great options right now. I mean, from, from the streaming services to the cable to the linear networks. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of content. And well, I mean, you there's really not like enough time to watch it all. But but yeah, but Tejon, this has been a great conversation. Um, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon. All right, well, thank you for having me. Oh, no, you're welcome. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you all later. Thank you.